Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. Oh, I don't know why that didn't go in. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Our voiceover, what happened? I don't know. It was there not that long ago. It's not up here. That's usually where it's supposed to be. Wow. You want to do the honors? I mean, I'm not Matt, but I can... <laughs> I am a Matt, but I'm not the Matt. Um... Spoiler, now you know what his name is, uh, but you don't know what his last name is. It's okay. Our, our voiceover He wants guy. to remain in the shadows, okay? Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to another episode of the Smoke and Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco, and I'm joined once again by my beautiful wife, Smoking Nicole. Um, it's, another, it's another great Thursday night. We're here. We're live. It's, it's getting cold up here in New England. Uh, it's going to be in the 20s tonight. We've got some snow, I think, on the way. I think so. this is the first snow. I think this is. I think it is. Don't love it. Um, but that's okay. Uh, it happens. It's we 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 had a nice long fall. We had a we had a warm fall too. So we're going into the end of November and we're just getting to cold and snow. I mean, we, we, I think we're we're good. We we had some borrowed time there. It was nice. Uh, like two weeks ago, it was seventy five for like four days. I mean, it was great. It, it felt like June, and now it's you know it's frosty out there. Yep. Whatever. Shit happens. Um. I'm not here for it, though. Although I do have my cute smoking tobacco hat and sweatshirt on, and mm. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a guest with us tonight. Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars will be joining us in just a second. Um, so stay tuned for that. Very excited to have him on again. Um, Nicole, you had something uh, over there that you wanted to bring up. You had some you had some, yeah, you had some so snacks that you were, you were chomping well, on. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we even get into the snacks. So this week, um, Matt and I were just being fat in bed one night. And we're like, okay, we're kind of in the mood for something. That's one way to put it, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we're just being fat in bed. Um, you know, when you're laying in bed, just watching trash TV, we've still been watching How to Catch a Smuggler. What was the other show we watched last night? got into something else i mean we were watching seinfeld seinfeld oh you mean the documentary yeah oh we watched that new documentary on netflix called um the one about the kid who sued pepsi because he wanted like a fighter jet because the commercial there was a fighter jet but there was no fine print so he was like i mean i have the points and he got some guy to like pony up like 700 grand because he found out that you could buy points too like if you if you traded in so many points you could buy points too and like he did it, and he got like seven million points, and Pepsi was like, "We're not giving you the go fight jet. yourself." It was purely a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we were just joking. Um, He's like, "Really?" Because there was no disclaimer, and I, and I have the, the money. Name of it is, um, "Hey Pepsi, like, where's my jet?" Highly recommend. Yeah, so I think it. I think it just <laughs> came out like this week, maybe even today. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out. It was. Uh, it was interesting. It yeah. was very interesting. And, you know, the problem with Netflix is that lately their documentaries have been getting a little bit like. There was a time when like new documentary came out it was like ooh, new documentary now there's just so many of them about everything and it's just like you gotta be like all right but i think that's the trend is that people are getting into all these documentaries and not just like murder ones but things behind like um the crime ones are the best though the crime ones but the like the cult ones there's religion ones those are there's good. ones about like the mlm marketing schemes like amway I, well i don't think there was actually one there wasn't an amway, amway one but, but like uh, I know LeBron, there was one there there's a couple different ones out there um and i like watching all that garbage so you know it's fun <laughs> So I'm all, all here for the drama. But anyway, so we were laying in bed the other night and we're like, okay, um, we want snacks, but what do we want? Um, now, I've been slowly introducing Matthew into different types of British and Irish foods because I lived in the UK. So he's never had potato crisps before, like um, potato crisps, or like chips, but... Um, we have some that we got the other night. So we went to the store. We bought all of our chocolate. We bought our Cadbury, like all the good stuff that we normally get. Um, and we got these crisps. So we have like beef and onion. What is there? Smoky bacon. Because um, they have all these weird flavors, which, side note, don't know why Lay's doesn't get in on this. I love like all the weird flavors of chips. Um, pickled onion. Not a chip, but it's called Monster Munch Pickled Onion. Like... They sound gross, but they're pretty good. They're not um, bad. And then you had already started to eat these ones. They were right. Which were the roast chicken. What didn't you like about them? I don't know. What? Just the flavor. It just—it was a little. I don't know. It was too artificial for me. 
too artificial. Yeah. Well, I kind of want the you ones, to try... Well, what are those thick-cut crinkly ones you gave me the other day? Those were good. The McCoys. Yeah. So they make, like, a really good thick-cut one in cheese and onion, and that one's amazing. But now I'm curious. Like, I want to know your thoughts on these. Like, on the beef and onion and the smoky bacon. So I'm going to make Matthew taste them right now. We're opening all these right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm not that hungry, but... You're, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> smell is... Potent. I want to know your thoughts. We're getting into cigar reviews. We could get into chip this just, reviews. This just tastes like a spoonful of beef bouillon. It smells good. It's been a while mm. since I had them. Anyway, I'm just like here sniffing them. Better than the chicken? It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Meh. Okay. The bacon ones I don't really I think like. the chicken was more subtle. I really don't like the bacon ones because I do think that they're very... All artificially right. bacony. Let's see here. <laughs> those are great. Oh, you like those? Okay. Hmm. So, I'm gonna make you like rate them all. So hold on. So, well, so far, like. No, this one's not a chip, but it's pickled onion flavor. Is it like funions? No. Well, like, yeah, like, it's Monster Munch, which I guess is mm. more of, like, a British. Mm -mm. <laughs> you didn't like that one? No. Okay. Mm. Way too tangy. Well, that's the, they're they're very big into their vinegar, right? Like, uh, my um, father had asked for malt vinegar, which is something you can get at the British store, too. So, they're very into, like, all of their tang. The bacon one was the best. Okay. Yeah, so not a fan of the roast chicken. Chicken one was okay. Beef. The beef was okay. Okay. The pickled onion one, no way. Okay. That was just too All much right. for me. Too tart. Okay. So that's that. But anyway, moving on. Um, speaking of, we are in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio. Uh, J.C. Newman has an exciting announcement. Uh, J.C. Newman Cigar Co. Mayor Jane Castor and Congresswoman Kathy Castor to break ground at Cigar Workers Park on Friday. So tomorrow... Uh, since the first cigar factory opened in Tampa in 1886, hundreds of thousands of people have worked hard to roll the best cigars in the world. As a handcrafted, labor-intensive product, cigars are difficult to roll well, and one mistake will ruin a cigar. It is because of the hard work, dedication, and craftsmanship of Tampa's cigar workers that Tampa, that Tampa became known as the fine cigar capital of the world. And yet Tampa's cigar workers have toiled in nominality with little praise or appreciation. On Friday at 11 a.m. tomorrow, Mayor Jane Castor, Congresswoman Kathy Castor, and the Newman family will break ground on a new project to transform a small vacant lot across the street from the famous cigar factory into a beautiful park dedicated to the generations of cigar workers in Tampa. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, yep. one of the things about J.C. Newman, if you guys um, haven't been down there, you got to go check it out. It They just did the full renovation of the El Relo factory. Nicole and I have done it. We've been there. Um, Worth every penny. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Um, very historic, especially if you're into that kind of thing. Um, they have the Sanchez... Was it the Sanchez Ijaya, um Hotel across the street that they bought that they're going to be renovating and turning into a functional hotel and... Um, a lounge space for cigar smokers. Mm -hmm. Now they have this uh, cigar park. So not only has J.C. Newman, you know, been great at their own business and stuff, but they're they're doing good for their own community too. I mean, they finished their own factory. Now they're contributing to all these other things around them. Um, it's something different. Yep. I feel like they're one of the only few that could do something like this because almost all the other brands, they don't have factories and historical space in, in the U.S. Everything is really done offshore. So uh, this is really special. It's nice to see stuff like that preserved and kept up with and and treated special. You know what I mean? And it's so easily they could have been like, yeah, whatever. This is our factory. We're just going to run it into the ground. And when we're done, then we'll move. No, I mean, they... I know. They have a lot of respect and care for their history and their heritage. And then, the, you know, they're also, you know, doing things for the community around. It's great. It, it really is. I'm excited to see how it all turns out. I'm sure we'll be down there to check it out at some point when it's done. Yep. Um, but for more information on that, you can head to SmokingTobacco.com and read about it. Or you can head over to JCNewmanCigars.com uh, for information on that and all the other great things that J.C. Newman is doing. Uh, but without further ado, 
we're going to bring someone on. We have a guest. It's a return. Um, he has... Second appearance? It's his second appearance. Yes. We are smoking one of his cigars tonight. This is the St. Francis Robusto. This was our number two cigar of the year last year, or as he likes to call, the Ricky Bobby Award. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk all about that um, in just a few moments. But I want to welcome on one of my favorite people. Um, he's become a friend. I love Mickey. Uh, Mickey Pig, All Saints Cigars. Welcome back to the show. It, 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 it really is. I, I, I get excited when, when I get to hang out with Mickey. He's, he's like I said, one of my favorite people. Um, and it's great to have him on the show. It's also great to have you back on the show now that the rankings from last year are out and we can talk about it on the show. We've talked about it. We've talked about it at trade shows and parties and functions. I mean, I've seen you several times this year. We've talked about it. We haven't talked about it on the air. So this is the place. This is to talk about uh, Ricky Bobby right here. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me. So it's, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is, lately, this is the earliest we've talked, like 7 o'clock on Eastern time. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. you know, usually it's like 2 o'clock in the morning when I get off the road from somewhere. After being on the road for eight or nine days, whatever. So we've had some really late night conversations. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's like, "What time did you go to bed?" I'm like, "You, you just got home. You just got, you know, you just got off the road." And I'm like, "I don't know. I was on one of the shows, and we were laughing and giggling, and we picked it up afterwards. So pretty funny." Yeah, that's how it happens, and it's always a good time. We, um, I do want to add in that we are smoking the the all Fra- the All Saints Saint Francis Robusto, and this cigar is also available. From twoguyscigars.com, who, and I'm going to bring this up, I'll say it, who, yes, gave you number one, not a Ricky yeah. Bobby. They did give you number one at Cigar Authority last year. So you got number one there. You got number two from me. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty hey, good. listen, number two is great. Yeah, it's so, uh, you know, we're always striving to be number one and, you know, uh, got a lot of runway left. We had some early success and now we just need to, you know, keep going with that so and i love talking about the uh the ricky bobby award so it's it's, uh it's funny i i got a couple of them but the most famous one i got was from you so (laughs) i know that i was i was excited it was that was a tough call to make um if you want to smoke the cigar you want to give it a shot or in any of its other size that's available you head over to number two guys cigars.com today you can pick this cigar up for 9.99 per cigar or a box of 20 for 193.99 that's at the number two guyscigars.com and we're going to cut and light which we already started but we cut and light our cigars with cigar blondie accessories these are fantastic super sharp cutters very durable they're not flimsy these are solid cutters and the lighter is real sleek slim the flat blade flame it's sharp it stands out it's it's sexy head over to cigar blondie accessories.com actually i think it's just cigar blondie.com uh and you can check those out there but yeah, Mickey. I mean, what can I say? I mean, you know, so these cigars are made at Tabacusa, and right. they were that was this wasn't the only cigar from Tabacusa in the top three on my top three, and I think a handful of other top threes last year as well. Rocky Patel's sixty, also right. at the same time, uh, I saw getting a lot of love last year. It didn't crack number one, but it, it was it was on lists and it was it was getting some attention too. So it was a good year for the factory. Yeah, it's great here. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out of that factory that's amazing. It, it's 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 Rocky's smaller boutique factory, and you know, having the ability to go down there and do what I do, and for them to give me that ability to do it is fantastic. And what you know, what you're going to get, you know, as a brand owner, is that you know we got people that are going to keep the quality, they're going to keep that recipe going, uh, the right recipe, and that 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 we come up with, and um, you know, and let me do the blending that I want to do it. Do I get help from those guys? Absolutely. 1000%. But it's also, it's critical in the part that, you know, you know, I have the freedom to do what I want to do and know that the quality of that tobacco that we use is, is there. So, and they have a, a very vast library of tobaccos, you know, cause you know, they, they buy from quite a few different people and they get the best of the best, you know, they, you know, whether it's Placencia or the Toronto family, mm-hmm. you know, in Mexico or ASP or, Whoever they're working with, it, it's just great to know that you know that's a that's a layer that I don't have to worry about because you know where our infrastructure right now is that and, you know it's um, it's a small little factory. They've added some more pairs there, so they're going to be able to up that you know up that ante. As of right now, I think we're the only brand 
uh, that takes that does what we do that's that's made out of there. There could be a couple other, but you know, I know they do some stuff for a couple of retailers, special retailers out there. Yeah, a lot of things, but will that change? I don't know. I mean, Tabacusa has become a, uh, definitely a celebrity in its own in, in Nicaragua, and you know, going down there, you know, every couple of months and, and seeing what they're doing and how they're constantly improving. And they even have, you know, and obviously Rocky has bigger plans, you know, for that. And we have some unique things that we want to do with those guys as well to, to separate us a little bit because uh, that, that factory is, you know, everybody looks at growth, right? So they're looking at growth, but they want to grow in the right way. So they don't impede on the current uh, cigars that are made out there, whether they're Rockies signature blends that he's doing out there or they're somebody like me or or some of the other people that they work with so yeah i'm not gonna mention those names because i don't know if it's supposed to be quiet or not so uh but it's um there's a lot of they do a lot of neat things and it's it's a neat operation and and it's a tremendous amount of time that frank you know frank leo my partner and i put in to doing that everything from inventory control to making sure you know you know, because we're forecasting out, you know, 14, 18 months, two years in advance. You know, well, Frank and I are uh, scheduled to go down there in a couple of weeks just before they close. And we're going to be making sure that 2023 is up and going. And then we have 2024 stuff that we're working on and 2025 stuff that, that we need to get in play. Um, and there's some packaging things that we got to take care of when we're down there. So it's exciting. I mean, it's, uh, it's always a fun. It's scary. You know, because you have to write checks. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's funny. You know, the last time you were on here, you know we, you know we we talked a little bit about you know your your salad days, um, you know your your pre your your pre All Saints history and you know starting right. the brand. But you know, one of the things that I I love to talk about, especially with people like you, are very open about stuff. Um, especially with the with the smaller brands who are, are still growing their brands. You know what right. it takes to really. To actually do what you do, I mean, there's been you're not the first one. You've been in the industry before. You have the experience. I mean, you know what right. it takes to run a business, but to take the money out of your own wallet and be like, okay, it's a lot different. It, yeah. it is, and you know, and you mentioned that too. You know, you got to write checks. You go down to the factory, and you know, you got to pay for cigars, and you got to pay for tobaccos, and you know, if you're Steve Saka, you got to buy a lot of test blends, um, which he told us about when he was on a few weeks ago. But you right. know, it's it, it's nerve wracking, you know, and. And you, you and I have talked a little bit about this privately, but, you know, starting up a cigar brand, it's got to be one of the hardest businesses to really get into. Maybe well, I'm I think wrong. Startups and startups in general have a high percentage of failure. So, yeah. yeah. But um, specifically in the cigar industry, I mean, this is a, especially right now, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of brands coming out, a lot of cigars being made. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you see that damn chair just did that to me again? This happened last week. I don't know why this well, thing doesn't stay in. That's because you're eating potatoes, fat and better, or whatever you guys. Are. <laughs> I know, See, right? look now you give him ammunition to use against us. Look at this. I got I got Mickey like making fun of me now. This is sad. No, I think no, part no. of it is our um, our Amazon chairs. I I, I, I I broke a lot of chairs. Trust me. <laughs> half of them for throwing across the goddamn room, but the other half from sitting in them. Yeah, yeah, and how that goes. Uh, but but no, I mean you know starting a Brit. I mean. What, yeah. In, in in the in the gist of it, right? Compartmentalize it in a nutshell. Um, starting a cigar business, I mean, where where do you start with that? I mean, what is what is what are the first things you do? I mean, do you do you find a factory or do you do you go meet with different people? I mean, where where do you find out like, hey, this is where I'm going to make my cigars? You know, I I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but you know, one of the things I talk about, and I think I even talked about on that. Uh, that cigar authority show where I got paid for not giving out any information. And by the way, I said, I wasn't going to give any information. <clears throat> and at one point I, I quietly did and nobody caught it. But, um, uh, I think time, you know, one of the things to think about is I had a lot of years and a lot of different levels in the business and made a lot of friends. So I think that had something to do about it. So I kind of knew where the doors were, you know, that you need to knock on and then conceptually putting our program together. I think, um, was very smart and a lot of has to do with you know partnering with uh frank leo you know my partner and another partner out there martin corboy who uh, originally introduced us who's quiet and uh thank god because he's uh he can consume the whole night now he's a funny guy uh, <laughs> i but, thought that you was know, you 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have to compete when he's not talking. Uh, he loves telling stories about me, my old college days, which was my nickname in college was Chet because I used to wear a flat top. I look like Chet from Weird Science. But um, no, I, I, I think it's a lot of time that you, you put in. Uh, it, it's having the money and making sure that the money's there and making sure that you have a strong relationship with the people that you can trust. And so, you know, from a core standpoint, that has to happen with, you know, our internal organization and making sure that we set the culture with the two of us and that, that it has, a you know, an outlying effect. And I think that we are having that with the brokers that we're working with that are successful and with our vendors. And I, and I, I think that's important. But, you know, knowing where the doors are uh, helps quite a bit. And just freaking get your feet wet, you know. You know, I, I think a lot of people spend too much time prepping and not afraid to make a mistake. I've never been afraid to make a mistake. Uh, yeah, you are afraid. I, I shouldn't say that, but it's like I know that I'm at least going to learn from it. So, having that kind of confidence, I don't, you know, my wife might call that stupidity, but having that confidence to know that having the ability to, you know, to learn from your mistakes. You know, I, when I get committed to something, I, I, I go full throttle, you know, and that's when I made the full decision in November, uh, well, late October uh, of 2019, that in order for this to work, I have to go full time. And then, you know, we hit COVID. So that kind of put us behind the curtain a little bit during one of the best, uh, you know, cigar years of the industry. Oh, yeah. It has it all started. You know, I had old recipes that I, that I always wanted to try to implement uh, ideas and the branding and how everything came together. Uh, don't be cheap, but also don't be a don't don't spend. You know, it's like like we're slow to we're slow to swag, as I like to say. So. Uh, you know, a lot of cases about a third time people want more swag and we look at the value of that, what it can do, and we put it in there. But, you know, we're spending all our time and energy and, and money on making sure that we deliver a good product that's branded well on a consistent basis because there's still a lot, there's a perception that we're everywhere and, you know, there's people listening that knows that I'm not everywhere. Like, you know, so we have to do that and the momentum that we've been getting in, you know, social media, the media, in the rankings, we got to make sure that we step on that. That's where you step on the gas a little bit harder. You don't sit back and go fishing. You know, uh, you need to go a little bit harder, a little bit faster than everybody else. Because there's a lot of great cigars out there with compelling stories. But I will tell you that there's a lot of people that have great cigars with great branding. And I don't, I don't, I don't see them in the factories. I don't see them out in the field. So that that's you know, it's hustle. You know, you got to show up. You know, I think we were talking in the green room before this. You know, I was anxious. I had to get off the street for about 10 days and spend all my time with my family. My father-in-law had some issues, and they're, um, they're much better now. And I was actually, I jumped in a car uh, this morning to come down and be able to do this event down here in, uh, in the Richmond area, uh, which was nice. But I'm behind on emails, looking at inventory. There's a lot, of, a lot of things that I'm behind on right now. But that's also the great news of having a, a partner like Frank Leo, who's staying on top of that. So. Yeah, Frank's a great guy, and and uh, one of these times that you come on, you gotta have to bring him with you. Yeah, um, I thought. Yeah, I was trying to get a hold of him to get on tonight, but we our contact today was very low with me traveling, being in the car, and uh, him doing some other stuff and cleaning up some stuff that we have going on because we want to make sure we're all tuned up and coming in with the right things tonight for. Um, our trip down to uh nicaragua here in a couple weeks yeah we um you you've had a you've had a a good year so far yeah. uh, in terms of this year our best I, year ever <laughs> I mean, huh what was that it's our best year ever but like what are we comparing it to so you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we had the covid year and then our first our first real year last year but if you look at it this time last year we probably had just over 100 accounts and we're at over 350 and we have five brokers so and most of them are hustling out there and, and, and you know, representing us in the way that we want to be re represented. And, uh, you know, we're growing. Now I'm managing two territories by myself right now, uh, New England and obviously this Virginia and North Carolina, South Carolina market. Uh, but, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, you, you can never be in an account enough. And, it, and it's funny because if you look at Havana Connections down here in Richmond, what they do be at multiple stores is if you're a rep or whatever, you need to sign into the book because the owner shorty wants to know what the activity is of, of the reps. And as soon as I walk through the door at any one of these stores or ask me, Mickey, they don't ask what makes my cigar different. You know, that's whatever, you know, they're asking me what's in the cigar. What, how can I talk about the cigar? 
very curious. I walked through the door. That's the first thing Brian said, hey, welcome. Let's, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. He came over from his other store. He's been managing two stores. Came over here specifically to be here with me and, you know, stay open a little bit later tonight so I can do this podcast after we, you know, did this pop-up. It's very successful, except the most cigars that we sold were the Solamente, which was a limited run. The, and uh, the last of them that were in Virginia, they had them here. So I think there's like seven cigars left between the five stores. So wow. those yeah, are so good too. I have one with me. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, smoke them. Uh, well, we got another, you know, the world's worst secret is, you know, we'll be doing another one uh, for next year. We'll release in July next year. That's, uh, is it, is it going to be again a limited run too? Yeah, it's going to be a limited run, and, and it's listen. You know, I, I think you and I have talked about this, and I've talked about it with people. I'm not really chasing limited editions right now. It, it is so right. hard for us to make sure that we have a cigar that's in the stable, so people understand who we are and those profiles. And you know, the limited edition, yes, I think they're important, but you know, at what level are they important? You know, that's for everybody to debate. For us right now, the real only reason we're doing it because that was an accidental limited run to begin with. We're doing it again because the response was good. It won't be as old. It won't be ages long. Probably about 18 months on this by the time it gets to market where uh, the Solamentes had uh, one, two, three, three years of aging because of the accident. They were actually rolled in the end of 2017. And then, you know, obviously we couldn't get to the factories in 18 and we got down there in 19. And that, that, that's a whole other story in itself. So, right. yeah, so we're going to do something. We want to do something a little special with that. And, and well, obviously, uh, we just had our third anniversary. We have not done a good job of celebrating our anniversary, which is All Saints Day, November 1st. That's right. Uh, even, even co-branding that day with something special from us, because we're such a young company, we want to get that right for next year. Uh, we talk about it, and we have a plan, and it's just uh, other things kind of get in the way. Uh, you know, so, you know, to have we have four lines of market right now, so that's... That's quite a lot for a three-year-old company. I, I think that's that's a lot, and that's why we decided with our two additional lines in the Colorado and the Havano that we went to twelve-count boxes, so we could capture more facings. So we're not trying to capture more shelf space; we're trying to capture more facings, and that's why we the cabinet style the twelve-count boxes. So, and I, I think some other people are starting to do that now. And it's more than ten, and uh, it, it, it's retailer friendly and it's event friendly. So yeah, TPE we ran into you and you had the the Colorados on display, you had the Habanos on display. We saw you at PCA and you had the um you had the Miters with you and you had the Vespers with you as well. Yes. And um the the new the new Miters that we're going to do which is a Torpedo 5.5 by 44 uh those will for Colorado Hobano, we already have those, and I think I got some, I got a I got a shipment of some of the other stuff coming to you, and then the Vespers. So that's one of the things I got to find of these Vespers, which is a four and a half by forty four round. Um, it's a, it's it a good just, size. It's interesting size. We, it's, I haven't smoked it. I'm sorry about the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I had a couple that were, were were able to smoke and ran out of those, but as soon as we get some, we'll definitely get them to you. The exercise I've been kind of doing with people is like, say the dedication. Smoke a Robusto dedication, and right after that, smoke our Vesper. And you could see how that magnifies that flavor. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, we're, we're really excited for it. It, w- it would have been a lot more excited that we got it in time for the cold weather because, you know, it's good for a car. It's good for walking a dog. It's good for uh, cold weather smoke. It's good for just when you don't have time to smoke. And, you know, cold, a lot of people go to smaller cigars, obviously, you know, this time of year. And uh, for most of the, you know, the cold weather states, right, which is high, a lot of high density. You know, if you think about it, a third of the population is between northern Virginia, all the way up to Boston. So there's a great market for that, a great segment for it. So and there's some old, old legacy brands and some younger brands that are doing quite well at that size. And everybody that's smoked so far has really enjoyed it. So we're excited. We're, you know, be a little bit more excited if I could invoice them and get them on the shelves. But, you know. Hey, that's how it's, you know, it's life, you know. Right. Uh, you roll with the punches and you do the best you can. Uh, but right. no, you're right. That that small size is, it, especially for the cold weather states. But irregardless, one of the trends that I've been noticing is people working with more smaller sizes and even yeah. some more unconventional smaller sizes. Whereas like three years ago, I feel like the trend was a lot of big cigars. Like I remember, you know, Perdomo came out with their um, – What's that seventy ring gauge that they? Was it the Amenso? 
he came out with that. And he's like, yeah, everyone wanted a big cigar, and a lot of people going six by sixty. I know you have six by sixty, the huge, right? Um, which is a good size, but there was a lot more of them. And I just remember, like, right when that pandemic first hit, there was a lot of big cigars. And like right now, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of uh, smaller formats becoming really popular. So I mean, you talk about trends and things in the industry. Uh, I think it's a great time. It doesn't surprise me to see, you know a lot of small sizes coming from you. I, I think that's that's what's in right now. And to be honest with you, I, I've always been a, a larger format smoker. And in the last yeah. year, I've really been enjoying smaller formats. I've been smoking a lot of Lonsdales and Corona Extras and Coronas. And right. um, I've just been really enjoying those much more lately. And, and, I'm, and it depends I, on your mood, too. I yeah. Mean, so what, you want a full, you want smaller, you want, you know. I like to smoke the smaller cigars in the evening, especially down in the factories, you know, so, you know. Uh, you know, I smoke a ton of those. You know, if I'm around Skip or, or Luch or some of these other people when I'm down there, I'm smoking a smaller cigar or, or Brad over Oliva, you know. So it's like, yeah, we're smoking the smaller cigars. At least I am in the evenings. <laughs> so. No, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's um, you, you have a nice portfolio. I mean, you got the Robustos and you got the, the Miters and the Vespers. Um, you have the huge – you have – I would say you have a nice spectrum of sizes in your lineup without yeah, having six, too many. Yeah, six Fatolas in each line. Yeah. You know, we our newest line that will come out next year, uh, we'll probably have we'll probably start with three Fatolas. Okay. But also, I don't want to become stale as a cracker, too. Uh, so, you know, because basically we have the same six Fatolas in all the lines. Uh, most of me likes that, and part of me doesn't. So, um it's always, you know, you're getting tugged in two different directions. And that's what's beautiful about the Solamente. That's a 5 by 58 round. You know, so that that has, you know, for having an alley, it's a little bit different outside the spectrum of the cigars that you smoke with us. And kind of goes against a little bit of our philosophy. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, our philosophy is also to put something out there that, you know, we want somebody to consistently get and, and want, you know, so... I always talk about being a horse in a stable. So, you know, that's uh, that's what that's what we're always shooting for. So we have two milder cigars. We have one medium and we have one medium to full. So and we'll, we'll you'll find out soon enough about uh, what the next one is. You know, talk, I like to talk the strength. I don't really like to talk the body and flavor. So, you know, when I when I kind of put that out there. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what you got up your sleeve because so far you have you have you haven't let me down you haven't you know thank you it's it's been good so far i mean you got you got number two last year i mean um you have a couple of cigars that are eligible this year we'll see where they rank i i uh i can't say anything yet because it's way too early we're still working all the lists but but you're eligible and you're in contention so i mean you know know, anything's possible um let's hit our news segment really quickly yeah. Um, we're going to take a, take a quick break to do the news. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official McAuliffe ambassador. While you're at it, go and check out McAuliffe Cigars at your local brick-and-mortar retailer. If you can't find them, you can always go to twoguyscigars.com for McAuliffe Cigars or anywhere you get McAuliffe Cigars from online. Um, the Collector's Edition just went out, which is great. We have that set. been smoking through it. There's some really cool cigars in there, all in small formats. Uh, the little, in the lowercase A's went out earlier this year. Those are a great size in that McAuliffe A blend. Uh, recently, they announced that they'd be dropping their their bold line to focus more on the legacy brands uh, from the Gomez Sanchez factory down in Nicaragua. So go ahead and check out McAuliffe Cigars. You won't be disappointed. There's some great stuff going on over there with more to come next year. A uh, little teaser there, I, which Dan had already teased on the show, I think. But uh, I'm just going to sprinkle it in there again. But talking about new cigars, Drew Estate, our friends at Drew Estate, we love very much, uh, recently unveiled their newest Freestyle Live cigar, which was the Blackened, uh, that they're doing in collaboration with Blackened Whiskey and Metallica. That's right, the band Metallica. Uh, That cigar will begin shipping um, this week to Drew Diplomat program members in the United States. So head over to your local Drew Estate diplomat retailer and look for the black and m81 we've had the cigars they are pretty good i highly recommend you guys get out there and check them out try them usually with drew estate stuff their freestyle live cigars so far have been really cool um undercrown 10 was 
their first one. That was our Cigar of the Year last year. Uh, since then, they had the 20-acre farm that they came out with, the Nika Rusica Adobe. Yep. Now they got the black, and then I believe there's another one on the way. Um, there's a new freestyle lab that's supposed to start. I think I saw somebody getting delayed. They did delay it, and I don't know that new date off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they announced it. So we'll follow up on that. But there is a fifth yeah. one yes. already in the works. So it's it'll be exciting to see what they have with that. So far, um, two of them have been extensions to existing brands, and two of them have been new brands altogether. So yep. it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. Um, but like I said, go check those out. The Blackened by Drew Estate. Alrighty, back to Mickey. Yep. Mickey, you travel a lot on the road. Yep. And, you know, y you must run into... You spend a lot of time in shops. You spend a lot of time in hotels. I'm sure you right. spend a lot of time in airports. But you must run into... You must run into some great characters out there. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't travel that much for work. I know people who do. I mean... Everyone in the cigar business, I have friends outside of the cigar business that are in that kind of lifestyle. They travel or they used to, and there's always there's always those stories of like, you know, you're out somewhere in some random town in some states, wherever, and you you run into people. Like, you must have a story. Like, the, like what's your craziest story of like an encounter that you've had on the road where you were just like, what would that? What, what the fuck was that all about? There's got to be something. Uh, I've had well. I, I can't think of anything right off the top of the head. So, but if I started talking, I might remember something. I, I, I can tell you, I was really? just out. In, uh, yeah, sometimes it takes me a little bit to remember stuff. But um, there's been so many encounters. Uh, Casual encounters. I hope not. Oh yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I do get hit on, which is which is funny. Uh, so, uh, I think the whole signing autographs thing, I think, is the thing that fascinates me the most. Um, maybe I've told this story, but you know, there was a story. I was down in Altman's in uh, South Carolina, and I was on a two-week turnaround. This was on a Saturday night, so I was just coming out of the Carolinas, going to my father's point. And I can't remember where I was in South Carolina. Uh, it, was, it was Altman's. And so if you look that up, it's, I, I want to say Spartanburg. And Nish was doing, Nish Patel was doing a big event there. And Nish goes, well, Mick, I know you're on a big turnaround. You're going to start heading north after you hit the Charleston area. Why don't you come do this event with me? Just hang out. And I'm like, yeah, I had nothing else going on. So he sells out of mountains of cigars within like two hours. And the owner and it's like, do you have any road stock? <laughs> yeah, I went out road stock and I sold some of my stuff. And, you know, I had a retro invoice, from, which was nice. So this guy walks up to me and he goes, are you Mickey Pegg? Young kid, right? like mid-20s. And I go, yeah. And he goes, can you sign my box? Go, oh, yeah, I'll sign your box. Yeah, not a problem. And uh, I go, well, that's very flattering. Thank you. Like, how'd you hear about me? He goes, well, I saw you on some of the shows and I, I got one of your cigars from such and such place and. Uh, and then uh, so I was surprised. I didn't know you were coming tonight. I'm like, no, well, I'm friends with Nish. And uh, so I decided, he goes, this is great. And then we started talking. And he was, and he was pretty much in the bag a little bit. And, he, and uh, he goes, you know how much I could get for this box? An autograph box of my cigar. I go, how much? Can he goes, I could get like 200. I don't remember the number. It was, it was a big number. Like 250 bucks. I'm like, I'm like with cigars or without cigars? <laughs> And he goes, no, no, just a signed box. And I go, well, I got a pallet of empty boxes at my house. I'll ship them to you, and we go fifty on the deal. <laughs> and then I looked up like something like Mickey Mantle. I go, you ever hear of Mickey Mantle? You know, you're a young kid. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He's like one of the greatest baseball players of all time. I go, what do you think his signature goes for? He goes, oh, I don't know. And I go, yeah, around three hundred bucks. Like, <laughs> there's no way that my signature is going to get more than you know Mickey Mantle. I thought that was funny, but the guy wouldn't stop. And me and Nish were in tears, and we kept trying to buy the guy drinks so he would, like, just get so drunk and get in an Uber and go home. Yeah. Because he just kept talking about how much money. I'm like, how much money could you get for Nish to sign a box? Because, I don't know, 50, 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I think that was one of the funnier stories. Um, let's see. Uh, well, two weeks ago, just before I had to get, because I was off the road, as you know, for, like, the last 10 days. Um, yeah, yeah. Taking some family issues. But uh, I was out with uh, Raul Ramos uh, with Sodis, and we had a Saturday event. 
so we had a little bit of time and uh we went by paisley park and uh got a picture there which i never do and then we got a picture with um i tried to get a picture with the biggest pumpkin ever in the history it was in anoka minnesota but he wouldn't take me there uh all i want to do is like i I never do anything fun when i'm on the road i I have fun but i never see anything that's kind of culturally or or indicative of that area and then we had a juicy lucy uh that, that was pretty good but crazy stories on the road yeah there's a million of them. i just can't think of one right now but you know so uh there was there's one thing there was one the thing i was, was story maybe was probably the funniest What's there, there was one thing i was going to ask you about i don't know if you want to tell the story so if you don't want to tell the story like it's fine but is this the story i told you at two or three o'clock in the morning no this is something that okay. Fra- this is something that frank told me about back in july when we were in vegas and it was about, yeah, and it was about you you going on a massive heater at, at the blackjack table one time. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> well, he wasn't there for that, but that was yeah I, I, yeah. I walked with like one hundred twenty thousand. Damn. So, yeah, just on a promotional trip. Damn. What'd you sit that down was, with? It all started with a five hundred dollar promotional chip. Uh, what happened was is. Uh, the long, uh, it's a longer story. So I was at CAO and that January we did something at the Palms for the Super Bowl. We did a Super Bowl cigar just for that. They came in these coffins, uh, and it was with the Maloof brothers, you know, obviously they were running the Palms at that time and it was a hot, the Palms were really hot and new at that time. And I won like, I went with like a $300 budget. And I got in some kind of reverse red eye, whatever. I got in like 11 o'clock at night for whatever reason. They're like, Mr. Pegg, your, your room's not going to be ready until like 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. I go, okay, I was wide awake. I'm like, here we go. My first day there, I'm going to blow all my allowance, you know, playing cards. I ended up winning like $20,000 that trip. And uh, so they gave me a promotional chip to come back for my birthday. My birthday's in July, so July 3rd. So um, that was also the RTDA. We were also doing a party there with a DJ. It was Nicole Richie's old husband. He was a famous DJ, Adam something. I can't remember. Unfortunately, he passed away. Was it DJ AM? Adam Goldstein? Yeah, it could have been him. Yeah. Uh, And what it was is John Huber got him on the cheat before he blew up. And he said to John, hey, listen, just because I blew up, I'm going to fulfill my contract with you guys. And thank you for believing in me before, you know, because he was getting quite a bit of money to DJ at that time. So we had Dennis Rodman there. We had the Black Eyed Peas. It was, it was, it was, it was nuts. So, you know, I go, all right, so I'm going to take this promotional chip and I'm going to play it just before our party. And then, you know, from there, see what happens. So I get there and I go up and I go to cash in my promotional chip, which is $500. And I said, hey, can I get this like in 50s or something? They're like, no, use it or lose it. Next thing you know, I'm up about 20, 25,000. And I get one of my sales guys come in and go, John, I was looking for you. Where are you? You know, we're, we're at this party. Everybody's asking for you. So I go in and uh, Tim's like, where you been? You know, I thought you came straight over after the show floor, RTDA. And, uh, dude, I go, you know that promotional trip I told you about that I got from when we were up at the Super Bowl earlier this year? He goes, yeah. And I go, dude, I got like 20 grand in my fucking pocket right now. He's laughing his ass off. So I had a buddy, uh, Johnny West, as we call him. He was working at Nine, the steakhouse, the owner with one of the Morton's guys. Yeah, yeah. So we go there after the party. He goes off with Matt Buckus, Dick Buckus's kid, because they went to USC together. And uh, I go back to the hotel. So I go and we end up going out for a late night dinner that night after the event, after this epic party that we had. And uh, he goes, I'm going to walk you to your room. You're a little banged up. And I go, not a problem. So Johnny, my bartender friend. So he's walking me up. I'm like, let me play a couple of hands. And now I'm up like 30 grand because I'm playing with I'm playing with house money. He goes, Mickey, you got to go. You got to go to bed. Didn't you see you have to be on the floor early? And all of a sudden, I'm seeing people walk downstairs. They were on their way to the floor for the next day of the show. Go, oh shit! So I go up, put my stuff in the, in the in the locker in my room, get changed, go down. They're like, Hey, Mickey, I heard you were on a run last night. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna play tonight? And I go, Yeah. So Jonathan Drew, all these guys were there. Craig Cass, 
And I go down, and they give me a whole table to myself. Nobody said the table. I'm, I'm playing with Barney's. And I got up. They think I was up around $200,000, $220,000, uh, When Craig Cass came over, and Shorty Cable, actually, who, who owns this place, was there. Like, you got to get off the table because I, I started losing. So when I walked off the table, finally, I had about 120000 in front of me, plus the, the, like, 20 back in the room. So wow. that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Wow. That's there's insane. other stories after that. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And it was um that was a while ago. It's like sixteen years ago. And that was yeah. and that was blackjack. Blackjack. Regular blackjack or was it one of those like two hand blackjacks yeah. or it was just Yeah, it was two deck blackjack. Two deck. Yeah. So what you're saying and is I was that... doubling down on thirteen and I was doing all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. I couldn't lose. <laughs> Finally I started losing it and that's when Craig Cass and Shorty Cable pulled me off the table. Yeah. And then, you know, I paid taxes on some of it and, you know, got it back and, you know, well, a lot of it. So, uh, yeah. I think we that need was, to play uh, Blackjack with Mickey. <laughs> I know. I play. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play cards much anymore. Like, I'll no? play Texas Hold'em, you know, like with a buy-in. No, because, you know, I get around a Blackjack table, my head starts ticking, you know. All that money's gone. I, I don't want to get out there and just lose it. I don't, you know, I don't have room to lose money right now, you know, with uh, two girls in college and, you know, a mortgage and building a company, mortgages, you know, so it's, uh, well, I played, I played with Frank in July and he likes roulette. Did you play roulette or blackjack? No, we played blackjack and we didn't do shit. I was like, Frank, I, I thought you were supposed to be a genius to this. And that's when he was like, well, you got to talk so, to Mickey. He's like, Mickey is the all time champ. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we're a little different. He always makes fun of me. He goes, you, what, you got your master's at the University of Pennsylvania. You suck at math. <laughs> I just start laughing. <laughs> and his math is really – I think my math is pretty good. His is just much better. He's, uh, he's much smarter than I am, and he's very – he's quicker than I am and, uh, and that type of stuff. But he is by the book when it comes to a lot of things, where I work off book and gut, whether it's business, whether it's not, taking risk. Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit more – you know, risk. Uh, I'm not. I'm not afraid of risk. I shouldn't say that too much about Frank, but you know, obviously he's he's made a lot of money doing what he does. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're you're not you're, you're not afraid to take the risks, and he plays it more safe. Yeah, well, I'm not as risky as I used to be, but yeah, mm. you know, you know, so you, you never know when your next paycheck's coming in. So no, that's true. No, and and it's you know. You're right. It's it's different when you you get older and you have kids. But I, I he told me that story and I was like, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, and it actually happened over a course of a year if you think about it. So to to win you know that much money, hey, listen, to win twenty thousand or twenty whatever, twenty three, twenty four, whatever it was. Even that's uh, cool. A, with a with a with a th- even today with a three hundred dollar four hundred dollar budget, that's amazing. So uh, and then the the funny thing is when I said when I got that five hundred dollar, like you know, use it or lose it. <laughs> and I just kept going. You know? And what's and, funny and it, is it's like it was really all house money at that point. They give you that $500 chip and then. And I made the money over, over three different things. So it was like, think about that first bulk of money on that trip started at the Palms. And then I took it over to Venetian, then went to bed and then went downstairs and did it again. They had a guy on each side of me talking to like be my host or like, we'll fly your white. We'll send a plane. Out. What happened was when I was living in Nashville. Uh, my family would go down to the shore for three months of the year, right? Because the girls were young enough and spent time with my wife's family because uh, all their her family shore houses were right there. And we, we stayed in my father-in-law's place. Uh, and they're like, we'll fly. And I'm like, I'm not bringing my kids out to this freaking city of degenerates. And, uh, and they were trying to catch me off my game. And, and it was for a little bit. And then that's finally, I said, listen, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. They were going to send a plane out, put us up, and they were trying to get me on the roulette table. So that was their plan to get. They were they they were thinking about getting their money back because I came out of nowhere. So yeah, they didn't know what to do. They see this guy yeah. sit down. Like, Who the fuck is this guy? He's just cleaning oh, out. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I, I talked to one of the, I talked to one of the pit bosses. They're like, dude, we did every background check on you. You can module. You have nothing in the system. And I go, I go, I've won out here a little bit before. Like what? Like five thousand ten? I'm like, yeah, I don't know, like a thousand here or there. They're like, no, yeah, there's nothing in the system. We thought that you were a paid mule that was trained. We were trying to find that you had mics on you and all this other stuff. The guy came clean with it. He told me everything. 
I go, well, you guys got a good number back. He goes, yeah, but we still, you still walk with a lot of our money. So he goes, yeah, we were talking to the guys at the Palms. We were talking to, personally to the Maloof brothers because, you know, you know, it was, it was hilarious. So they, they did a deep dive on me back then. So, <laughs> and the guy laughed. He goes, we know more about you than you know about you. He goes, we know about your student loans. <laughs> and then according, according to Frank, you're not good at math. So they know you weren't, we know you weren't counting the cards. I was. But, uh, <laughs> that, that's only a little bit of a percentage of an increase. It's nothing. You know, there, there's a tremendous amount of luck and drunken stupidity that was in that. You know, oh, yeah. So. Well, you walked, away, you, you walked away. You don't gamble that as much with the cards anymore. I would say you walked away on a high note. I mean, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, Frank always laughs when we go to Vegas, and, and I stay away from the tables. I go, it's going to be a lot cheaper than me, you know, me getting a three or $400 bill in a fucking circle bar than it is for me to go lose that in 30 seconds on the table yeah who was it was no it was jay i think it was jay davis because this year they started doing like oh the the minimum wasn't it like at circle bar yeah wasn't it like you had this it was like a 200 dollars minimum just to have one of the tables and he was like i'm not paying 200 dollars to drink diet coke he's like i don't that's all i drink is diet coke i'm not spending 200 dollars on diet coke just to sit down and he was all, all bent out of shape the trick is he's <laughs> got to sit with people who drink. yeah you have to put a value on you have to put a value on that seat i, I get it so oh yeah we're like i'm like well we're gonna this table's gonna spend 200 dollars so, you know Usually by the second or the third day, they leave you alone. They know their faces, and they're like, I want a table. They'll help push other people out. Yeah. So not just me. There's other people like Rocky, Nish, Nimish, you know, uh, whoever. So it's always a good time. It really is. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to it every year. It's not even a circle bar anymore. It's square, and it's called Luca. Yeah, I know. It, and it's it's about <laughs> twenty yards away from where it used to be. We still call it the Circle Bar. So that's you know. It's that's, always that's funny to me because that's like, you know, because the trade show is, it's been at, you know, the Venetian the last couple of years. We'll see where it goes in the next couple of years, you know, with everything that's up in the air. But it's funny because I'll, I'll be on social media. So like the big smoke was this past weekend, which take, which took place at resorts world where like right. TPE happens usually at the convention center and people are staying at the Northern end of the strip. But it's like, anytime there's cigar people in town, even when it's not PCA, people still always send and migrate over there. So it's not even right. just the convenience factor. It's that that's just the place to go. They get more business out of cigar smokers in, in town than I think Casa Fuente, Eight Lounge, uh, Room right. Bar, like all the other lounges. The Circle Bar, the Palazzo, it's not even a cigar place. They get more cigar business there than anyone else. So, hey, that's... can I give a couple of shout? Out? Hey, uh, Kylie, that's my middle daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Uh, thanks for watching. And Mitchell. Look at Mitchell, he's on here. He's saying, freaking busting my balls. Found out Mitchell's loop photos of him as a stripper with no one knows. <laughs> yeah, I actually was. I tried to be a male stripper uh, when I was in college. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know about this. How yeah. long How long was that lived? I feel like it wasn't very about long. Three lived. weeks. Three so weeks. I figured out that all the other guys <laughs> like guys, so it wasn't, wasn't my thing. So, yeah. My wife, my, not my wife. My mom found out just about how to fit. <laughs> Cause I thought you were working out for football. I go, yes, yeah, so was I, but they told me I could make money. So, uh, speaking of Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell is here with us. Mitchell also recently, it's not posted yet, and I know Mickey, I know you know about it, but uh, it's not posted yet. Um, so we're not going to talk about it. But uh, Mitchell actually recently reviewed the uh, Habano Huge, and that review will be posted. I want to say next week on the website. So keep an eye out for that. Um, it's a good review. Good, good cigar. I'll get a freaking eighty-nine, like the FU score. What do you think, Brian? I'll probably get an eighty-nine. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I, to be honest with you, I haven't read the whole thing, so I don't know how it scored. You know, um, I haven't read it yet either. I can't. I've read it, Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell's been busting my balls. I hope. We're <laughs> gonna get something out of this. <laughs> Well, it's all on Mitchell, so if you don't like it, you can take it over with him. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that one. <laughs> Mitchell has to get his boxing gloves ready. Listen, I want to. I want to break that treaty with Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, that's the only thing about Mitchell being in Canada is it, it, it's a little bit trickier to get the cigars up there to him. But we we have found a few loopholes, so yeah, it, it works out. Um, but yeah, no that that review will be posted. I, I think next week. So keep an eye out. They're getting ready one. to get hammered with snow, right? So Brian was telling me, would you say that they moved the game to the 
Detroit? Yeah, they did. I just yeah. saw that. Yeah, they moved it they to said Detroit. Potentially, what, like four? It was like six feet of snow. Six feet? Mm. Something crazy oh. like that. Yeah, so what was that? It's Browns and Bills? Yeah, I think so. Browns and Bills, they'll be played in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's insane. Um, well, the interesting thing about those two guys, so the head coach of the uh, of the Browns, Stefanski, and the head coach of Buffalo, McDermott, they're Philly guys, and I know both of them. I know both their families. One went to LaSalle, one went to the prep, and they were arch rivals in high school. So it's interesting that they got a game going against each other. So it should be an interesting game. I like games you know, like that. Because Philadelphia, you know, we root for Philly. Uh, there's Good a little season. bit of love for Kansas City because of the whole Kelsey brother connection. And we all kind of root for the Browns or Buffalo because of the hometown guys that are, that are the head coaches. So it'll be interesting to see what the Philly guys are rooting for in that game. I can tell you my country club, most of them will be rooting for Stefanski because his whole family is all members of the club I belong to right outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, and then in New England, you know, we cheer for the Patriots, and uh, most people, you know, they root for the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady. So right. there's that. And then we pretty much don't like anybody else. I mean, we've had run-ins with the Eagles. We've had – you don't say New York. Uh, you don't say Steelers. You don't say Bills. Um, in New England, you really we really don't like any other team, except for now Tampa Bay because of Tom. But other than that, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I do like Kansas City, and I think Mahomes is – is a good quarterback. I he's think fun he's... to watch. He's, he's a hell of an athlete. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's hit our top three really quick before we wrap up the show. Um, I think I'm going to I'm gonna steal last week's because I want to get I want to get Mickey's opinion on this one. So we're gonna, it's going to be like a part two, I guess. It's the same thing, though. Uh, but our top three is Wait, one. Oh, like, hold on. You got to. Oh, man, I feel like something got messed up with our audio. What happened? Oh, your know. little your little overlay My thing. My little thing is gone. Hold I on. think it's in window. You have to go to window. Yeah. And then you have to go to. Boom. Uh, All right. Yes, there it is. Oh, and at least it's in here. All right. Now you can do your. Okay. Spiel. Our top three is brought to you once again by Room 101 Cigars. Watch the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke Room 101. We need to get that like printed on a shirt. Well, it's funny because last week, Carney gave me crap. You know what I realized after and I was rewatching the episode and, like, you know, the, the editing and the writing phase later? I was wearing the shirt with all the different tobaccos on it. Yeah. And I, there is a shirt that we have that has different sizes. Yes. And Carney was on there and he gave me crap about the, oh, there should be a chisel on there, which is funny because I asked him. And he, and he said, said no, no. <laughs> but then he kind of, and it wasn't even the right shirt. And I realized that after I'm like, Hey, you know something? I, I didn't even realize that it wasn't even the right shirt he was talking about. So, uh, but then he goes on later and Matt's like, I'll make a shirt with it. And he's like, Oh yeah, we can do that. So whatever, I'm going to make a shirt of Matt Booth saying that, and I'm going to sell it on the website. Um, last week we did last week. We did uh, top three Thanksgiving, um, must haves dishes. At Thanksgiving dinner, uh, we each did ours. But Mickey, what is yours? My what favorite th- what? Your top three foods, dishes, whatever at Thanksgiving that you gotta have. Like if they're not on the table, Thanksgiving's not the same for you. And you you don't have to count the turkey. Yeah. W- yeah. Besides the turkey, I yeah. mean that's mashed potatoes, stuffing. Uh, can I get more than three? If sure. You want. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, my aunt Irene's uh, string bean casserole and my sister-in-law Jen's uh, Brussels sprouts. Okay. We had yeah. a lasagna on our list. Yeah, they make a lasagna. <laughs> yeah, we do a Thanksgiving lasagna. Well, you know, they well. you know, they they also have the Italian aspect. They try to keep that, you know, at every gathering. So there's always a la- there's a Thanksgiving right, what lasagna. What has to be on your Thanksgiving table? What top 3 things have to be on your Thanksgiving table besides turkey? I had pie cuz I mean, who can't forget about dessert? I mean, True. you gotta have dessert. Cranberry. I don't. I don't like the cranberry. <laughs> what do you say? He said ham. 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 I know ham. a lot of people will have ham. I I want ham at Christmas. I better have a ham at Christmas. But I know a lot of people have ham at Thanksgiving. That's true. It's kind of like the Thanksgiving dinner prep for Christmas dinner. Oh, my yeah. grandma used to make, my German grandma used to make scalloped potatoes that were. Oh amazing. yes. 
Yeah, my uh, family. No, I'm also... a sides guy. I like protein. You know, I do a lot, but like I like all the sides. I, I just gobble them up. It's all the bonuses. Yeah, it's all the carbs. One year, my my one sister-in-law, not the one I was just talking about, Lizzie, she made this buffalo chicken dip. It was like the first year I ever had it. And I sat down for dinner. I couldn't eat dinner because I ate almost a whole freaking pan of this buffalo chicken dip. It was amazing. You know what? Like, it sounds strange, but, like, I kind of think would go well at a Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving really is, I think, more about sides than the actual turkey these days. Mm-hmm. Like a homemade mac and cheese. Some people do that. Call me crazy. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Some people do that. I don't, we, I've never done that, and we haven't done that, and I think that's something Someone we need to experiment saying, with. Someone was saying, too, what was the... The the stuffing with um was it oysters? Oh last yeah, week? the oyster sauce. Yeah, someone was yeah in the south. It's a thing to have like oysters in your stuffing. Yeah, low country. Yeah, they they put oysters in everything in low country. Yeah, yeah, that's I, interesting. I had never I would try heard of it. that. I would try it. Yeah, I would try anything really, food wise. I would try anything. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna be live next week for think for the Thanksgiving week, so I figured I'd I'd get that out of the way now. Um, I think we're gonna have a pre-recorded episode for next week uh, because of Thanksgiving, and we'll be traveling. Yeah. So, um, so sorry guys, pre-recording, so no. <sighs> yeah, I know. There, no, no live, no commenting. I, I, you can still comment along, and we'll we'll try to tune in. We'll chime in with you as it plays, but from our from our trip, but um, but yeah, no, it's just uh, it'll just be easier that way, and I can have it premiere. Probably Wednesday night. And we're going to go through who has the coolest cigar swag. Yes. That is our episode next week. Yes. Next <laughs> week's episode. We I, won't, gonna... I won't be on that one. No, you won't. It's <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. But um, we're going to go through all of our, we have too much cigar swag, but we're going to go through all of it and deem who has the coolest stuff. I'll tell you right now, yeah. a spoiler, and it's really not a spoiler because anyone who knows anything will know that this is our, this is like a given. Drew Estate's got a lot of stuff on that list yeah. already because they're the kings of swag. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff um, that we're gonna have on the list, and uh, we'll look for that next week. Pre-recorded, but it'll be out there, um, and then we'll be back the following week. Yeah, who do we have coming on after? So the lineup. Because I know we actually have a great. I think Matt is the week after. And we're going to do our cookie episode, which is... No. Oh, it's not. December lineup. Thursday, December 1st, we have Zaya from Al Septimo. Oh, that's on. right. We do. Um, then we have Matt Booth. So for those of you um, tuning in for December 8th, we're doing a cookie pairing episode. So we're going to have the list of Room 101 cigars um, that you need to get and the exact tin of cookies from Costco. And we're going to be pairing Costco cookies to <laughs> Room 101 cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll have that list for those of you who want to actively participate, which will be a cool episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I don't think my calendar's updated because I know there's more. But I'll have to fix yeah. that. But anyway. hey, but that's the next couple of weeks. Just keep yeah. an eye out for those. Um, we'll also have more to share after next week. Yep. We're not going to say much about it. Uh, well, actually, it's th- the next week and a half. But um, stay tuned for some cool and crazy announcements that we're going to make um, regarding what we'll be doing over the next week and a half. And um, we have an announcement about the charity for next year. Mm -hmm. We have, um, we have an end of the year giveaway that we'll announce later. Yep. Uh, These are just the teasers. So keep an eye out for them. And if you want to head over to smokingtobacco.com and sign up for our email newsletter, because that's going to be how we make a lot of our, uh, giveaways and special announcements moving forward. So if you don't want to miss out and you want to win stuff or you want to see what we're up to, you want to see some crazy stuff, head over to SpokenTobacco.com, sign up, put your email in, get on the email list so you get the updates so you know what else we're up to uh, on a week-to-week basis. And that holiday giveaway is going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. We're very excited. So other than that, um, those are all the special announcements. Mickey, thank you for being here on the show with us again. It's, Thanks for having me. Pass. As, I, as I said, it's always a pleasure. Before Before we let you go, um, yeah. Anything that you can tease for us for TPE and beyond? Uh, what I can tell you, my teaser for TPE is we're really not going to have anything new there. Uh, okay. We have, we have a lot to do with what we have. Um, and uh, so 
Yeah, um, I guess one thing, and I haven't sent the press release out, but uh, we're both of us are now going in all our boxes, and oh, nice. that's about it. You know, we have a, a, a line with some limited Vitolas uh, coming out next year, and we have an LE. Uh, it's a couple other neat projects that I can't talk about yet with some really neat uh, people, some really interesting people, and that's about it. So, um, yeah, so... That's it. Well, and TP is only 14 weeks away. Yeah, Yeah. it's coming up. That is, I feel like it just happened. (laughs) I don't want to go back to Vegas again. Yeah, it's it's amazing (laughs) how fast the year goes. Yeah, I know. It really is. I can't can't even believe we're we're already at the end of this year. Um, But that's it. So, Mickey, thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I got to run too as soon as we get off. So I'm, yeah, I'm any anytime. So guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go to smoketobacco.com. Sign up for our email newsletter. You can find all of our news and updates from the cigar industry there. While you're at it, go over to YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts from Podbean, Apple, Google, wherever, and sign up, like, subscribe, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, Take care. everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.